Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We continue our Lenten series, and tonight we will follow the Passion according to Matthew. The Passion will be divided into sections, one for each week. The sermons will focus on what arises from each reading. The sermons will focus on tonight from Matthew 26, a part of which reads, as they were eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, one of you, or I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say one to another, Is it I, Lord? You may be seated. Well, you know how it is in junior high and high school. You never want to sit with anybody that will turn on you, right? You know, we really don't like to sit, on any, sit with anybody that turns on us. And yet Jesus chooses to sit with such people. Jesus really wants to be at table in the upper room with the twelve. He knows that he wants what he wants and is not dissuaded and is not distracted. He wants to suffer. He wants to die and to rise to redeem us all. So before suffering, he reclines at table, at this Passover table with sinners, including Judas, the betrayer. Jesus is in charge. He knows what's going on. Says before the instituting of the supper and the cleansing of, and healing of, of his sinners, truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And the response of the disciples, which of them could it be, makes it clear. At least some of the twelve understand their inbred sinfulness. As one pastor put it, in other words, they admit that almost any one of us human beings is capable of treachery. The passion. Jesus desires that his betrayal, that his arrest, that his suffering and death happen at the Passover. Jesus eats with sinners. You see, God had won Israel's freedom from the Egyptian slavery by the death of lambs and having the blood spattered over the top of the doorway. Those lambs died and those who ate their flesh were under the mark of the blood. And so that they would be a part of the defeat of Egypt and live and go free. Because the Passover points to Jesus' saving work Jesus tells his disciples, you know that after two days the Passover is coming and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Jesus' plan is to be crucified during the Passover, but the chief priests and the elders who want to kill Jesus, they don't want it to happen during the Passover, so they say not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. So I ask you, who is really in charge? Indeed, it is Jesus. He gives you the greater Passover, the victory, and the freedom 
by His death. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world by His cleansing blood. It is the Lamb of God's flesh and blood that are given by Jesus to His fearful and confused disciples, and He sets them and you free as well from the slavery of sin and the slavery of death. He distributes His body and blood as his blood then, as Luther puts it, mark your door, faith points to it, and death passes over, and Satan cannot harm us. All of this, all of this for people, you and for me, for the Pharisees, for the disciples, the Sadducees, for Judas too, there is not a sin that Jesus leaves behind. He carries them all and pays for them all with his holy suffering and death. But in the midst of this beautiful saving rescue, Jesus knows the ugliness and the vicious plotting against him. There is the faithful and beautiful anointing of Jesus by a woman, and it angered the disciples, including Judas, She poured that very expensive perfume, all of it, over Jesus' head. They saw this lavish act of worship as a waste of money. And yet Jesus goes ahead and defends this beautiful act. She has anointed Jesus as if he were already dead. This anointing, whether she knows it or not, confesses that Jesus is going, what Jesus is going to do for her for you, for all. And so she generously, joyfully, thankfully worships him, preparing his body for the sacrifice on the cross. And yet, what is Judas doing and the religious leaders? They're making a contract of betrayal for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces! was the payment required for a slave gored by an ox. The Son of God is betrayed for the cost of a mutilated slave. And so it is, Jesus suffers the prophecy of Psalm 41, even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Indeed, not only Judas, but every one of his disciples They will all flee at his arrest. They fail him repeatedly, including us as well. We eat both, we eat his bread both at his table, where his bread is also his body, and at our tables, where the bread comes because of his great kindness and care. Now I ask you, what do we do with that energy that the Lord has given to us and provided for us? How have we responded to this great honor of being at his table? There are times, haven't we, when we've treated one another as enemies and that has betrayed our Lord who has called us to love one another. We've ignored Christ's warning 
and his comfort in chosen worry, selfishness, and sin. We turn ourselves into God's to fix everything, to fill our life with meaning and happiness, and we have turned then against Jesus to be handed over, to be put away. And yet, for all our betrayals, our Lord, our Jesus is betrayed. Betrayers, they are the ones that deserve to be betrayed. They are the ones that deserve to be abandoned and turned on. But instead, Jesus is the one. He is the one that bears our rightful punishment. He who is always faithful, never turns on those who come to him. He suffers betrayal. He is left friendless. He is alone forsaken and damned, paying the full debt for you so that Christ is always with you. You always have a friend. You're never alone. And the Father will not forsake you. And you are blessed forever as you trust in him. Earlier in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus taught, Behold, I am sending you as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be as wise as serpent and as innocent as doves. And again, even brother will deliver brother over to death. Now, it's about the betrayals that you have to suffer. Those betrayals that you suffer, our Lord bears them with you and takes the shame upon himself. For he knows the pain of betrayal. He knows the heartache when those you love turn on you. Jesus shares this with you. He takes the shame of it all upon himself so that you don't have to hold on to it any longer. For Jesus not only forgives the betray our betrayal, but calls us back. He cleanses us from the betrayals that we suffer and protects us through his sacrifice. And beautifully, Jesus' followers have learned you remember Thomas after the resurrection? How he went ahead and mocked the other apostles for saying that they had seen the risen Christ. Remember how they responded? They didn't banish Thomas from their presence. No, Thomas was at table with them that he mocked. They kept on loving Thomas and bearing with him knowing that this is precisely what Jesus had done for them and for Judas. So, too, we also find ourselves, don't we, eating with sinners, because that's where Jesus is. Acts 2.42 tells us how the new church acted after Pentecost, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. They kept meeting at Jesus' table where he gathered with sinners and forgave them. So they too devoted themselves to the Lord's table where 
he still eats with sinners and does his holy Passover work of feeding them with his boundless forgiveness and love. He marks us with his blood and sets us free, all because Jesus is willing is willing to sit down at table, at the table that no one else would choose. He ate in a room full of sinners on the night he was betrayed. Thanks be to God, in Jesus' name, amen. Now the peace of God that passes understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.